welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world, and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground where fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com and start your free trial. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Joining me is Dave McKenzie. How are Dave? Um, I'm very good. I'm very good. We, uh, we're edging closer to yeah. a big weekend. Yeah. We can, it was... We're calling it Super Sunday, I think. Uh, let's call it Super Sunday. Super yeah. Sunday. Who's calling it Super Sunday? Yeah. You're calling it Super Sunday? I, I am. I think so. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, and then Super Week because there's a lot more coming up yes. next week. We have yes. two Grand Tours at the same time. That's, has he ever happened? Two Grand Tours at the same time? I don't think he has ever there's happened. There's a first for everything. Yeah. And this year's been so well, it's called 2020. off the charts. We might as well just go another level. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's concentrate a little bit on the Giro mm. for now. And then mm. we'll talk about Flanders a lot more uh, a little bit later on in this program because Flanders is the big one for the for yep. this weekend. Uh, Giro d'Italia yesterday, stage 13. And Ulissi makes it eight. Not bad. Yeah. He's, yeah, not he's, bad. <laughs> he's, so eighth stage win for him in his career. Yeah. He's had probably a couple of years where he, not that he wasn't good, but he didn't win stages simply. Yeah. But he's been good this year. Uh, two stage wins now. Remember he got Peter Sagan in that mm-hmm. opening road stage. Uh, and last night was actually perfect for him, really. The two little climbs at the end, we saw the typical breakaway go early that was never going to survive. And I was remember yesterday when we had, a good friend, Trent Wilson, yep. on, and he sort of picked a day for Sagan. I was with him. It was almost Sagan-esque. They tried, didn't they? Well, but- you know what? It, it became all of a sudden a very interesting little stage yesterday mm, uh, mm. because you could look at the profile and go, yeah, sprint. Yeah. Yeah, sprint. And in the end, it wasn't no. to that for the main sprinters because basically Bora tried to pop FDJ out. And they did. And they did. And then, but they then, got but, and then yeah, they got popped by the GC riders, <laughs> and was, that was that was actually quite very interesting to see those groups riding at you know 30, 40 yeah, seconds was, different and just not catching each other. It was it was sort of one day classic at the end, wasn't it? It was certainly fantastic and like select group at the end. You know, it wasn't a big group either, and you you actually I probably expected more than that. Mm-hmm. The final climb was only two kilometers length. It was steep, sure, but it was GC guys actually but, at the front. And top of GC because Almeida mm. is finishing second of that stage. Yes. Um, and this guy at the minute, I mean, I don't know about you, but he hasn't stopped impressing me. Yeah. 11th day in pink. Yep. And he got bonus time yesterday. He got six second bonuses. Yes. We'll talk about it in a sec. But how do you rate him? Because, you know, we keep on saying, how far can he go? But quick step. He's edging towards the second rest day. Yeah. Yeah. He's, you're right. He's, he's extended his vantage, a bleat by, you know, a handful seconds. of seconds. And yeah. look, Realistically, that six seconds potentially will mean nothing on the Stelvio if they get up it, as Trent pointed out yesterday, if they get up it. But he has, what he has done, he's joined a very select group mm, of yeah. two. He, he himself makes it three, 11 days in the Maliarosa before turning 23 years of age. Merckx yep. is, the, is the only one and Damiano Kunigo, okay. who uh, is retired now and Almeida. 
three guys spending 11 days in the Magadoza before they've turned 23. You got you got to say this, and, and I really like Dukini Quick Step. Okay, uh, so I'm a bit a little bit biased, but mm. the, he is coached perfectly well, and Dukinik is doing the perfect job at the minute. Having said this, they are probably let doing the perfect job because we we said with Jai uh, Hinley a couple of days ago, they're actually loving being so close to the jersey and actually not have it, having it at the minute. And but remember, just I'm just bringing this back to Philippe last year at the yeah. Tour de France, where yes, he's done 14 days in yellow, but he was also let inverted comma with the days because it was quite comfortable for other teams to let quick step off that leader's jersey. Absolutely, absolutely. This this suits a few. And look, if if Valmont fails massively when they hit the Dolomites. By the way, it won't be a fail. Yeah, yeah. He was never a favourite. He was never meant to win the Giro. He probably still isn't meant to. However, we're just, you know, yeah. you're starting to question. I think we can ask the question at least. Um, he will do a good time trial. Remember, he was second yeah. in the opening time trial to Filippo Garner. So he's no slouch. Yeah, absolutely. And, and he'll be in the pink. You know, he'll be in the pink skin suit. This will be... A big day for him, I yeah. think. Um, so, so how important the six seconds that he gained yesterday for that time trial compared to the other GCs? Time trial happening tonight. It's important now, yeah. as in for, to, to maybe hold the jersey post-TT. Uh, I don't think it's important for the next week of racing. Okay. But it's important now. So if he holds the pink by five seconds, you say, hey, that, that second place the day before, it means you've kept the jersey another day. You go into the rest day. You get recuperated. Um, you know, sure. Uh, sorry, they've got a big day mountain stage, obviously, yeah, on yeah, Sunday yeah. before well. the rest day. I mean, he's not in pink yet in the rest day. He's got two yes. different challenges as well. You've got a TT challenge and then you've got a big mountain yeah, day big mountain. challenge. Yep. But uh, I mean, if he's still in pink on Monday, are we legitimate to ask, can he bring it to the end? Uh, yeah, we, we, maybe we can ask it whenever we want. Yeah, it's no, our we show. can say what we want. <laughs> no one's telling us otherwise. So no, well, we you can. can say otherwise in the comments but, below if you want to. But uh, but you're still you're still not. You no, know, you're still say the last week the Giro. We we both know you know as well as I do. It's you know it, you can argue that it's the most brutal third week of the three Grand yeah. Tours that we see each year. But Jai Hindley again in the front, again there top ten on the stage, again holds his seventh place. And I'd done a little bit of homework. Mm -hmm. He That's a nice change. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought I'd better. Yep. Yeah, you know, I thought I'd better do a bit of homework. <laughs> you, you cheeky. You are a cheeky man. He um he produced <laughs> I can't stop laughing now. He produced uh like a thirty-fifth place, I think, on the final TT last year. Yeah. You say, okay, sure. He wasn't G C last year. Yeah. This is in the Giro, by the way. Now he is riding G C. He's going to turn himself inside out in this individual TT tonight. I'm predicting a really good ride by Jai. Yeah. He's obviously yeah. got good legs. I'm predicting him and to ride a top, potentially top 10 on the stage. Maybe, I'd say definitely top 10 of the GC guys. Yeah. Maybe not top 10 overall because you've got guys like Garner. Let's not forget Rowan Dennis. Yeah, yeah Rowan Dennis potentially yeah. could win the stage tonight. But there's a lot that can unfold, yeah. Looking at the the the, the route for tonight, uh, what can you say about this route? Uh, it's it's a little bit bumpy. You bring it up. Oh, bring straight it into it. Spring. It is. It is a bit bumpy. Look, it's thirty four point one kilometers. After six kilometers, there's a one kilometer climb. It's only one kilometer, but it is at twelve percent. And then after twenty six kilometers, there's two point two kilometers at five and a half percent. So it's not completely flat. Um, it's flat at the start, 
little kicker, mm-hmm. and then it's lumpy at the end, not as hard as that first climb. So it is, it's a bit of a mixed bag. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one to watch. So Ghana, definitely. He's Ron the Dennis. He's a yeah. world champion. He's a favourite. Rowie will give it a big shake, I think. Um, so that, that'll be a, I think that'll be the big battle for the mm-hmm. stage, Rowan and, and Ghana. And uh, let's hope, you know, on a patriotic point of view, let's hope Rowie can get up and yeah, that'd be get nice, the stage. Yeah. That'd be great. Because yeah. I, think, I think Jai still him in the top 10 and then Rowan uh, winning oh, the stage. That'd be, that'd be a great day and for it, You know what? Inspires the other Aussies. Yeah. They're all on different teams. They've all got different objectives, follow different orders, but it does inspire you when you see a countryman, um, you know, get a stage win. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and on the French coverage as well, I saw the, the highlights. I watched the highlights this morning and they were really amazed by Almeida, going back to Almeida again, saying, you know, yes, how far can he go? Can he go to the race there? Uh, but showing the fact that he threw his bike to get the second place mm. and not the third place, he could have stayed with the third place, but he gained two seconds more. And you reckon two seconds could be, I mean, it's a TT. Yeah, it could, could be the difference. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and that's why he's throwing the bike. He's not throwing the bike thinking about gaining time before the Dolomites. Yeah. He's throwing the bike seeing if he can hold the jersey one more day, yeah. one more day. So are they, is that how they're thinking? One more day, one more yeah, I day, think one so. more day? I think so, yeah, yeah. So, give a, but let's, let's, let's enjoy the moment. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, let's enjoy it for what it is and <laughs> sort of not talk about when he might lose it in a way. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Uh, um, yeah, because it is a super performance. Yeah, quick uh, shout-out for Jeremy that says he's listened to the podcast all the time, but his first time he's watching us from Vancouver in Canada. Oh, awesome, Jeremy. Good <laughs> Thank man. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you for... I hope uh, it's probably go- slightly going into winter. I hope yeah. the weather's not too bad for you there, mate. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Good to, good to have you on board. So, uh, come on. Top three for tonight. Well, I've given you the top two. Yeah, I want top three. You want the third. <laughs> That's a top Okay, one. okay. Kelderman. 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 Okay. Teammate of Joe Hindley. On his day, he's a good tt but he, He's Cal- a specialist. Kelderman is where... Can he grab the jersey tonight? Because if you say Kelderman... Then this is where we're talking. Kellerman is second at the, in the GC. Yes, he can. He can. He's what is he? Forty seconds. Yeah, thirty-four kilometers. Yes, he can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even with the, the I bikes. don't think he'll grab it though. I think he'll he'll top three on the stage, but Almeida will be breathing down his neck. Okay. So Almeida will be fourth on the stage, thirty seconds off. Calderman. There you go. There You've you heard go. it first. There you go. And then I'll, I'll come to you. Uh, so response. I gave you the top four, <laughs> not even top three. How's that? You're such a good man. Yeah, so you've done your homework. I'm generous. I'm you generous. actually have done your homework. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I have. I actually have. Look, my notes are here. <laughs> okay, let's talk about also what's coming up this weekend because this is a big one. Okay, let's talk about it. The big one, Flanders. We're going into Flanders? Yes, we are. Going We're not going Michael Matthews? No. How do you want to go Michael Matthews? Let's let's go, let's go is Matthews. that all right? Yeah, okay. Can we let's do it? Is that, am I, hang on, am I going off script? Or am I sticking to script? Actually, maybe I jumped my script. Yeah, a little bit no, more. that's right. I thought because we're still on Giro theme. Okay, and we got. I, I was we... going to go coronavirus after, but let's go, Michael ah, Matthews. Yeah, okay. Uh, there is an update from Michael Matthews from uh, not the Giro because he's not the Giro anymore. Uh, tell us exactly what happened to Michael Matthews in the last few four days. Yeah, so he, well, it was the, the first round of testing, wasn't it? Um, yep. He tested positive. Uh, at the race for coronavirus. Obviously, they do a follow-up test, et cetera, and then they do another test. I've Actually, jokes aside, I've lost count if they test positive how many yes, tests they do I'm do. Sure. It's at least three, but his subsequent two tests since have tested negative. So at the moment, they're saying he's not COVID positive. But at the race he was, they had to withdraw him. 
disappointing, isn't it, for um, Michael Matthews? It's uh, We expected a lot from him. The team probably had high hopes on him as well. But that's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And then I, I must admit, we, uh, we've sort of heard that rumour a few days ago, mm. but we we didn't jump into the yes. rumour because it looked like it wasn't propagating enough, yeah. I would say. Yeah. And then, you know... Well, I was ready to put it out there. And yeah. you, you're, you're good producing skills. You <laughs> said, mate, just hang on. Let's wait until, you know, if we hear a bit more on it. I have plenty of dodgy sources. <laughs> I know. This is why I want you to do your homework, you know. <laughs> uh, but then we've got now a comment from Michael Matthews. That's straight from his Instagram account. I'll just give a quick update on my uh, my current situation. Um, yeah, so obviously tested positive um, on the first rest day of, of the Giro d'Italia. Um, was taken out um, that same that same day. And... Um, yeah, got a test the next morning, which came back as a negative. So, um, yeah, that's quite uh, good news. Um, and then the next, I think on the Wednesday after the Monday um, test, I got another um, PCR test and it also came back as a negative. So, yeah, obviously super happy um, with, uh, with the negative test. Um, unfortunately, I'm out of the Giro, but um, yeah. As long as um, I'm healthy and uh, I can say for my teammates and uh, the peloton around me is also healthy, um, all the tests have come back negative. So, um, yeah, obviously it's sad to be out of the race, but, um, yeah, really happy that I'm I'm fit and healthy and uh, don't have uh, COVID-19. So I have another test on Monday, um, so hopefully that comes back also negative And then, um, yeah, I'm 110% um, COVID-free. So... Yeah, just thought I'd give you an update on uh, how I am at the moment. And, um, yeah, I just wish the best to my teammates. Um, I think they're doing really well in this Giro. We've rode really well until the first rest day. And um, since then, they've continued their um, their fight for, for the pink jersey. And, um, yeah, just want to thank all you guys' support. Um, I've had lots of messages from everyone. Um, yeah, with, with all your support, it's making it much easier for me to, um, to get through this period and, um, yeah, keep the support coming. It's, it's been amazing and just wanted to thank everyone for it all. And, uh, yeah, hopefully I can continue this, uh, this period of being COVID free and, um, yeah, looking forward to next year now. Ciao. Ciao. That was uh, his message on, on his Instagram. I played it in full because uh, I think there's several elements in this. Uh, first and foremost, he's healthy. Yeah, that's and good this, news. This is really good news for him. Really good news for MTS next year. Really good yeah. news for Sunweb this year. Uh, what do you uh, I mean? That must be a relief for him. 100%. Yes. Yes, it would be. And you think he's spewing it a bit? Oh, of course he would be. <laughs> I mean, he seems pretty good about it. You know, he's. I think he's handled it quite well. Yeah. And but Jennifer says there hasn't been blings here, but at least he's healthy. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. It. And yeah. you know, you can you can always be worse off, can't you? Yeah. You know, okay, sure, he's pulled out of the Jira. And it seems to me like he's just he's taken it on the chin. Yeah. As you have to. And um, you know, it could be Simon Yates. Simon Yates was positive. Yeah. Um, so uh, Matt Matt I think Matt White said, I can't remember if he said on camera or we were chatting to him off camera, he said, Yeah, the worst thing is he said he can't taste his coffee in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that was off camera. He, he was said. laughing. So and Matt White actually, was laughing, we, by the way. And we actually said probably the worst country in the world to not have tasted. I know, I Italy know. with great food, pasta, you know, great terrible. coffee. Yep. Anyway, can we talk about Flanders now? 
Let's I think so. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Okay. You can now. Yeah. Uh, Flanders, it's coming up this weekend. Of course, it's uh, always one of the big races for us at SBS, but it's even bigger because for a lot of riders, it's actually the last race of the season. Uh, yeah. And it's always a, an amazing spectacle, women and men. It's, it is. And I think I said it a couple of days ago, Flanders for, for Flandrians and for Belgians, it's like the Melbourne Cup for yep. Melbourne and for Australia. You know, we call it the race that stops the nation. Ronde van Vlaanderen, people stop and they have barbecues all day. You know, it's a five, six hour bike race and it is massive and yeah, we're excited by it. Yeah, I think well, your flag is here. Already. I know. And that uh, that is going to get elevated. Yeah, I, know, I know you're not <laughs> super. It's going backdrop, no, my friend, yeah. uh, tomorrow. So, but um, the reality is too. We've got a potential winner in the women's yeah, uh, of the Aussies. Absolutely. Of course, we've got a winner. Yeah. But we've got an Australian or a couple of Australians, I think, that can win the race. Name uh, them. Name. Of course. Um, we're going to talk to them. Sarah Wright, yeah. my brain. It's been a long, it's been a compressed too much, too much season. And Grace <laughs> Brown, my God. <laughs> too much homework. terrible. I know, too much going on. No, so, Grace Brown is obviously incredible shape. Absolutely. And riding with confidence. And that team is going to be riding with confidence as well. So, I just think, you know, we can really get excited about Mitchelton Scott with the women. And look, with the men as well, we should get excited. Not just Mitchelton Scott, yeah. but the other Aussies in the team. Yeah, and stay tuned tomorrow uh, on this very own podcast because we will have uh, Luke Durbridge, Grace Brown and Sarah Roy, Sarah Roy yeah. as well tomorrow yeah. in this podcast. They're here to talk pretty much only about Flanders mm. and a little bit of the Giro, of course. But yeah. uh, uh, one person that will not be there is Greg Van Avermaet. We yes. knew he was always touch and go. He had this big crush uh, in the Giro. Uh, was it the Giro? Yeah, there was a Giro. But he had this big crush anyway. I've um, seriously lost I'm track. Not, I'm, 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 I'm not joking. I mean, is forgive us. Yeah. You forget where riders <laughs> crash because there's been multiple races on the yeah. same day. And you're like, hang on, were they in that And of course, this podcast is not scripted. So yeah, we're like, it's live. <laughs> live and live. Yep. Uh, live and free, by the yeah. way. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this big crush. And then he's revealed yesterday that he's not going to make it to Flanders. Yes. Let's listen to him and then we'll talk about this. Well, I was I made the decision to not ride to the Flanders because I feel uh, my body is not 100% recovered of the crash, which would be not possible actually from the beginning. Uh, but just I wanted to give it a try to see how I really feel on the bike. Actually, the feeling is really good. I feel quite ready to race, but I think I uh, ask uh, so many years of my career a lot of my body and maybe it's time to give it something back also and not take the risk uh, avoid any crashing or any risks where they will be on sunday uh, yeah like i said i was I'm, I'm able to ride it but you cannot predict the circumstances and you cannot avoid everything so on training you can predict situations on races not and that's why i made a decision together with the doctor to to not start and to uh, yeah to give my body the time to recover 100%, uh, which is a hard decision for me because yeah, everybody knows uh, it's my favorite race. And I was a few times on the podium and uh, it will be hard to see the race on, on Sunday on TV, but I think it's uh, the decision of, uh, of the head and not from the heart. And, and that's maybe the smartest thing to do. Decision from the, the head and not the heart. We know for a Belgium rider like him, yeah. who he's won a lot of races. He hasn't Olympic, won that, though. But he hasn't won he's this He's been one. on the podium, and Absolutely. it's been a massive talk. Yeah. Think about it for a second, people. When when you're in Belgium and it's coming around classic season, the papers are filled with cycling. Yeah. You know, front to back, the sports section. So they talk about the big stars, and they talk about their own stars that they have hopes. Yeah. And the fans sit in cafes, and that's what they discuss. 
They must yeah. have podcast in Dutch or Flemish. Yeah, yes. So he, he's a massive star there. Yeah. So that is a big call from GVA not to line up. Uh, he's one pair of Roubaix. That's the one missing for him in yeah. his career. So if we, but he'll be back. If we say that uh, Bling didn't have a great year, GVA didn't have a great year as well. No, for, for his had, last year at uh, CCC. Yeah, that's right. He moves to AG to La Mundial yeah. next year. Yeah, Citroen. Yeah, Citroen. Yeah, that's right. Citroen Correct. Uh, How do you say that? Citroen. Citroen. That's yeah, it. Not Citroen. Not Citroen. Citroen. Not Citroen. Uh, Citroen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're right. He hasn't. He hasn't had a great year this year. There's a, there's a few guys like that and. Limited chances because there's been limited opportunities. So, yeah. uh, but let, yeah, let's let's hope we see him back bigger and better in uh, next year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one rider that should be there and will be there, it's of course Luke Durbridge. Mm. Uh, so Luke Durbridge is, uh, you know, what are his hope at the at the uh, Tour of Flanders? I think big Flanders. hopes. Yeah. I think big hopes. I think look, he's a smoky. He's a, he's he's one that the, the punters wouldn't be picking. Yeah. But he's a guy that can win it. It's a bit like Matt Heyman winning Paris-Roubaix. Mm -hmm. You know, no one predicted Matt Heyman to win Paris-Roubaix the year he did. Yeah. When he got in the break, suddenly it was like, ooh, I could okay, do this. Yeah. wait and see. But he's not going to beat the guys that are there. There's Burnham there. There's this guy. He won't beat them. Yeah. To me, that's Luke Durbridge. So absolutely he can win it 100%. He yeah. needs everything to go his way, but so does any winner. Yeah, absolutely. Any winner of a monument needs everything to click and go their way. So no, no. Durbo's. Let's listen to a, a snippet of the interview we've had with him because the full interview will be played tomorrow in this very own podcast. We're just teasing you. Exactly. So tune in tomorrow for the full interview with Sarah Roy, with uh, Grace Brown, and of course with Luke Durbridge as well. But this is just a little snippet of what he has to say about this year's at Flanders because there is, you know, it's a bit of a different year. Let's mm. listen to him. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of, um, I guess, a lot of energy around at the moment with. Uh, you know, uncertainty about races and um, how people are going and, and things like that. It's just it's just a tricky time. But I was thinking, I was talking about this the other day with a few teammates of mine, and I don't think we've seen a Tour of Flanders where every single favourite, um, other than Peter Sagan, is uh, is here because normally the classics beforehand always eliminate a few a few favourites um, with crashes and illness and Paris or Torino or something like that. So. We're going to rock up to a Tour of Flanders where, one, it's pretty much 90% of the riders' last race of the season. So there's that extra, you know, desperation for the to get their result to make that 2020 wasn't a, was a good season for them. And then you've got every single favourite there. So, uh, yeah, I think it's just going to be uh, a definitely an incredible spectacle. Um, and uh, it's going to be a lot of energy out there and a lot of um, fast racing, I predict. Fast racing, but makes a very, very good point that it's for 90% of the peloton there at Flanders, they are on holidays on Sunday night. The, the season is over for 90% yes. of them. Uh, and, and Belgian bars, by the way, have just shut for a month yeah. with COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so there'll be no, there'll be no party <laughs> going but on. Having said this, party will be on the road for yeah. us to watch because people, riders, would want to salvage the season oh, and yeah. winning Flanders would salvage the everything. So how much action do you think we oh, will it's, see? It's, oh, it's going to be huge. It is going to be raced. For, it's raced full gas anyway. Yeah. But if you haven't, if you've never watched Tour of Flanders, wherever you are in the world, by the way, watch it, tune in, find a way to tune in and watch it wherever you are because I think it's one of the best one-day races, yeah. most exciting in Australia, of course, as we've said, live on SBS. But you know what I'm a bit jealous about what? from that? 
his mop of hair. <laughs> I want Durbo's hair. He was like Chesty Bond. It was like, yeah, what? Did you just notice the wave? I, I've given up on hair because of uh, here in Melbourne. Showing off just, a bit, Durbo. Jeez. I've given up on hair. We can't go to the hairdresser in Melbourne, so we've given up. I'm giving up on even looking at other people's hair. <laughs> but you're I'm, all right. Just I'll figure about complain, it next week. All right? <laughs> no sympathy from me. Over this <laughs> <way>. okay? <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. Flanders will be very, very interesting as a race for the women as well. Yeah, it's yeah both. It's going so, to be exceptional, and um, no, looking forward to it. Absolutely. Uh, any other news? Uh, there's there's a, a few things there happening. Is, there's, uh, um, yeah, we there, talked about it a bit later, earlier on. Yes, we talked about it a few days ago because it popped up, and I'd sort of been following this story for a little while, and this is really sad and disappointing. A Kip Paul car, uh, the French team that. Uh, the women's team ranked fourth in the world mm -hmm. and we're following that team well throughout this season of course in the Giro Rosa they were brilliant there Michaela Harvey the young New Zealand cyclist ran top 10 um, they won a couple of stages has folded yeah has just folded. A, I just put a tweet on yeah uh, yeah the official tweet that the team is no longer operating as a team so it's very sad so wages have not been paid since August there's, there's been plenty of comments on on Twitter and social media paying out on the team and fair call. We don't know all of the information. I've read up a fair bit, but what I do know mm -hmm. and what I don't understand is, and so I'll just reiterate what we said a week ago, how do they let it get to this point? Yeah. Not the team. How do the UCI let it get to this point? Fourth in the world. Tell me the number, ranked yeah. fourth team in the world. Bora? Yeah, Bora. One of those you, UAE. You first, but, uh, Imagine yeah, them UAE, folding yeah. right now. Yeah, exactly. It'd be absolute uproar. It'd yeah. be, you know, and, and that's so, happened in the so, past. So but... where do you lay a part of the blame? You see again? Well, it has to Absolutely. be. It yeah. has to be. Protect the riders. Come on. Mm -hmm. Come on. You know, I think it's, 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 it's really tragic. It's tragic for the women on that squad. And they've had, as we said, a brilliant season that's yeah. been tough in in a lot of different with a ways. lot of resilience yeah a with a lot of resilience every riders in this season and so. I, I don't i just don't i don't fully understand it mm -hmm. has the manager has the team owner because let's just to clarify normally this is how things how it works it's a structure within a team you have a sponsor which is paul car fashion brand then you have a team owner who brings that sponsor in the team owner is the person responsible for paying the wages the sponsor says how much they're going to pay, et cetera. And then it's up to the manager to fulfill those wages. So, you know, I know it sounds a bit complicated. It's not really. But is the manager been telling fibs or is yeah. it the sponsor that's pulled the pin? That's what I want to – I'd like to see us get to the bottom of it. And the UCI should have jumped on this earlier. Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> it's a, it's a, it's a really I'm on my soapbox again. No, no, but it's I a didn't sad want news. to do it. But... It's a sad news. It's a sad news yeah. because it's never, it's never good to see a team fall. But it's true that they also, on the roads, the riders were performing. Yeah, so they it's were. nothing to do with the performance. They were, they were. And I, look, we both read a few of their comments from the women, and you know, I think they they spoke from the heart, and they weren't sort of, they weren't being nasty or pointing the finger at anyone. They were just saying this is yeah. a really bad situation, and we we want it to you know hopefully find a solution yeah absolutely yeah. Uh, we got a, a comment here uh from dorian that says uh what it's going to be i'm just going back to uh to flanders what is the the weather forecast for uh flanders tomorrow we haven't talked about the weather because it's belgium and we don't know the weather because don't in belgium you don't talk the weather 24 Shh. hours we'll talk about it tomorrow <laughs> once we'll know a bit more about the weather yes. this is why we haven't spoken about yeah it. we thought we'd save it, we'd <laughs> save it. Uh -huh. 
yeah. absolutely. Any other news? Uh, there is just sticking with the women for a, a moment. I saw Shannon Molseed, a former Australian road yeah. champ in 2018. She's announced her retirement at the end of the season. Well, effectively now, I believe she's in quarantine. I believe she's back in Australia yeah. doing her two weeks. At the tender age of? 25. 25. She turns 26 in December. Yeah. But yeah, so look, I'm sure she's made that decision mm -hmm. for the right reasons. Young to be leaving the sport, Shannon. Uh, well done. I think you're a fantastic athlete and um, we wish you all the best for whatever. Australian champion uh, two. Yeah, 2018, 2018 around 18, the Ballarat yeah. course. She was yeah. lives in Ballarat. Currently, she's not from there originally, but she lives in Ballarat. I think she's staying there. So, um, yeah, we wish you all the best, Shannon, and hopefully see you around the cycling scene in the future. Absolutely. Uh, I think that's it. I think we're so. done for today. Yeah, we've crossed everything. So, whatever off. you do, tune in tomorrow uh, at 4 p.m. on this very own platform, wherever you either listening to us, if it's a podcast, or watching to us on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, and then, of course, we'll have a full on packed show pre-Flanders because Flanders will be not so long after us actually on air uh, on the SBS platform but are we both looking forward to it? We are. Do you want me to bring in some fruits and mayo? Get us in the mood? Yeah, couple of go leather on, blondes. go on, go on. Let's do this. I think so. It's not yeah. quite lunch but it, we can call no. it a late lunch, early dinner. Yeah, let's have okay. fruits and mayo. Okay. And, uh, I like it. Yeah. Shame we can't do moule frites but yeah. let's do fruits and mayo. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Maka. Thank you. Thank you. It was good. This was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast and uh, before we go, let me remind you to kind of download, stream or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until tomorrow to talk Flanders, it's bye for now. Before we go, a quick shout out to Zwift, the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Getting started on Zwift is easy. All you need is a bike, a trainer and the Zwift app and you're ready to go. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground where fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com and start your free trial.